My name is Stephen King. The ice is gonna break! Hello and welcome back to the KingCast on the Fangoria Podcast Network. My name is Scott Wampler. And I'm Eric Vespi. And we are your hosts. Uh, we're here today. It's a Friday. Uh, this is a surprise bonus drop episode for our main feed. Surprise, everyone. It's Halloween and we are celebrating. Uh, as you know, for the last couple of weeks and also next week, We've been welcoming guests from this week's Halloween Kills to the King Cast stage. We had Jamie Lee Curtis on, Judy Greer this week. Next, oh, I can't say who we have next week. <laughs> I almost fucked that up. But today we're speaking to someone who we really did not expect to get on the show. Uh, he's a little bit, um, well, elusive might be the word. And they had told us he was not doing press, but we pulled some strings. We got him here. He's not only the star of this week's Halloween Kills. But he's also a successful mask slasher in his own right, racking up a body count to rival even the most bloodthirsty horror icons. Uh, some of you know him as The Shape. Some know him as The Boogeyman. But we're going to welcome him to the KingCast stage with the name he was born with. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Haddonfield's favorite son, Michael Myers. Michael, how are you doing today? Thank you for not, first of all, you're welcome. Mm -hmm. Thank you for not saying Mike, because then it's the next question. Say Shagadelic, like Ron Mike, Ron yes. Myers. You've got to, you, you must deal with that all the time. People making Austin Powers jokes. Boy, oh, I, I can't, I can't put my feet on the ground without somebody <laughs> asking me to say, oh, behave. We all got a cross to bear. We all yes. have a cross to bear and maybe that's mine. Well, you certainly seem to be working out enough aggression. If this is a source of stress in your life, but I'm glad you see. Uh, well, that's, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Look, we've all seen my my body of work, mm -hmm. and I'm not. I have enough self awareness to say that conflict resolution has never been my strongest suit. That is painfully obvious, to, especially to... when it comes. And this will surprise no one when it comes to family. Mm. When it comes to family, I got look guilt, quick trigger guilty guilty is charged. I got well, a hair trigger. One thing I do appreciate about you, though, uh, Mr. My My Michael, do you prefer Michael or Mr.? Call me Mr. Michael. My Michael. God, call me Michael. One thing I do appreciate about the, the rage that you do have, though, is you're not a, a shouter. You know what? You're not a yeller. You know the old expression, laughing on the out, laughing on the inside. What is it? Jesus, God. What is it? It's crying on the out, laughing on, crying on the inside, laughing on the outside. Call hmm. the news. I got it out. Jiminy Johnson. That's what yeah, it is. People say that all the time. Crying on the inside, laughing on the outside. Right. I am I am quiet on the outside, screaming on the inside. I like to keep the screams inside. We touched on this in the intro that some call you the shape and the boogeyman. Uh, let me walk you through an, uh, some the other shape things. I resented until I turned 40. And then it started to become a little more <laughs> appropriate. <laughs> I, as I like to say, I'm not in shape. I'm in a shape. <laughs> I'm not strutting around like Kamal Ansari or whatever that guy is. Yes, he's he's been on the show before. Very nice, lovely gentleman. Lovely. Guns have never owned that guy. Oh, it's incredible. Breathtaking work on, on that body. But let me walk you through uh, a couple of other things that people have said about you. 
Uh, I'm curious how these make you feel. Uh, John Carpenter called you an unkillable force of nature. Nicholas Rogers referred to you as an elusive boogeyman. And Daniel Franz, who's the who, who was the was the writer on Curse of Michael Myers, sure. uh, called you a sexual deviant. Uh, does any of this feel over the top to you? Oh, no, those are all those, you know, John, John always puts the dart right in the center of the board. Mm. And Danny, uh, <laughs> Danny has that's Danny. That story with Danny actually comes from a, from us horsing around. Uh, oh. You know, you know, when you're a when you're a kid, you, you know, it's not like nowadays. If you got a phone, what do you call them? Adult content. Mm. Is that what it is? Adult sure. content. Now, if you got a phone, I mean, you, it's not like it's hard to get. You can't avoid it. You know, it's mm-hmm. everywhere. But when we were kids, certainly uh, my age and Danny's, you know, you had to get, you had to find magazines. Mm. You know, that was that was the old deal. You go out in the go in the woods and find a find a a, a, a stack. Right. Uh, yeah. By the way, as an aside, I don't know what the hell those things are doing out in the woods. Mm. You know, we have literally like, talked about this on the show before. Woods porn. I don't understand it. I've gone into the look. You know me. I'm. I spend a lot of time in the woods. Mm-hmm. I've never. I've never gone into the woods and left with less porn than I had when I entered. But here's my theory, and this is just me talking. You know, I'm just a. I'm just a guy. I put my legs in my overalls one at a time, like anybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's like a porno Santa mm. that just flies around and airlifts whack mags into the deep forest, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, and then you find it. So, but so Danny and I, but this was the thing. Uh, Danny told me a story, you know, when he was a kid, he found out that the there was a Chevron in his town where the guy that ran it was a bit of a, the guy that ran it late at night was a bit of a miscreant. Mm. There's a shocker. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> sit, sit down, it gets crazier. And he would sell Danny when he was a kid, he'd sell him the, the three pack. Now, do you guys know what the three pack is? No. The three pack of is, uh, you know, you get your you're working in a store and you get November's porno mags. At the end of the month, you get the new you get the new ones in and you got stuff left over. Right, right. You got to cut off the top of the cover because that's a you know you got to send that back to the magazine syndicate. But then they would bag them up and seal them three ninety nine for three magazines. That was the old gas station three pack, and on the front. They had always put like a Playboy or a penthouse. It was something familiar and, and comforting. Uh, but then in the middle, the magazine that you didn't know you didn't know what it was until you owned it. Uh, and that was always, you know, shaved snake owner or, uh, you know, one eyed and divorced or something. You know, you, you get your lower red, mostly black and white photos. And when you rip that bag open, you could hear the the sad dreams of lonely truck drivers escape out into the night. You rip that bag open. My little boy calls another man daddy. You know, you get some kind of you get some kind of horrible, uh, horrible loneliness sneaking out into the night. But that's where Danny gets that, and uh, he's okay and uh, he's all right in my uh, he's all right in my book. It is what it is. You know, we're just you guys. don't want to. I, I I wouldn't want you to. I wouldn't want to feel as though your your feelings were hurt by that. I gotta. Th- I've gotta. You gotta have a thick skin in my game. Yeah, and, which brings me to another question. A common thing we see on social media around the time of Halloween, which it is now, 
yep. are these uh, gifs, animated gifs of people dressed as you yep. dancing to rhythmic, pounding dance music. It seems very unlike you, which is why I believe people find it amusing. But but do you find this hurtful, or are, know, are you? I, it's a guy. It's a godsend to me. But look, I don't. You can tell by how I dress. I don't like. I I don't like to stand out. Mm. Right. Uh, right. I'm, a, I'm a, if if anything, you know, they call me. They call me the shape. They call me the boogeyman. But you know what it really is. I'm the ultimate wallflower. Mm. I'm not on the dance floor. I'm back against the wall. Yeah. And uh, so all these people, it just, it makes it harder to pick me out of a, of a crowd, you know? So to me, I think it's great. I kind of checked out a pop music around uh, uh, Gordon Lightfoot, I guess. <laughs> right. was sure. the, kind of the, It might've been the last album I bought. Sundown. You think it's, oh, a, yeah. yeah, sure. I mean, the guy could rock. I was like, Jethro mm. Tull, Ian right. Anderson. You know what I like about mm. Ian Anderson? They're putting together a rock band. This is late 60s England, you know, and they're all bananas. And Ian Anderson is, is crazy. Like, yeah, let's be in a band. Great. What do you the play? Flute. The yeah, flute. right. They went with it. Yeah, and they run with it too. It's like they don't they don't hide that yeah. that flute love, that flutist ability that, that he has. Exactly. No. They're not they ashamed. Run, not ashamed. Tell you about the flute. Easy to That's carry. That's true. That's true. It's you, not like not like uh, you know some jackass with a tuba. Uh, it is remarkably easy to carry, and it would seem to be a perfect instrument of mm. death, which is is something else I wanted to talk to you about. I, I went back and looked through a list of uh, your, your various on screen murders over the years. Uh, um, now you're making me you're making me blush. Yeah, this is your life, Michael Myers. We have inc- incidents of you stabbing people, strangling them, impaling them. Uh, you stuck a guy's hang head on in the stove. Hang on, hang on one second. Keep just wait one second. Hang on one second. What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Oh, is that your dog? Yeah, she's a she's a dachshund. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, so in addition to stabbing, strangulation, impalement, sticking someone's head in a stove, and electrocution, we've also got instances of you killing people with scissors, a hammer, pitchfork, a garden claw, a corn thresher. Fluorescent light bulbs in the new mm. one. You know what I love about mm. that? One, you I gotta say, a, a hammer. I again, the ha- I've always had a soft spot for a good claw hammer. Mm-hmm. But what I love about smashing somebody with a, a, a fluorescent light uh, is when it breaks, you get that little puff of powder. Well, that's the whole fun right. of it, isn't it? Exactly. I like to think it's their soul escaping. Right. I also say that's also you know when you <laughs> cut one in the tub. Oh, my soul's escaping. Hey, what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> Get over here. Thumper so TK. do you have a Thumper, do you, Thumper TK Wiggles? You put that down. You said you favored the claw hammer. A nice seems claw. Like, I like a good claw hammer with a good with mm. a good rubber. I like a good rubber grip. I like yeah, a you're rub, need that I, like a, I like a wooden shaft with a rubber grip. I like mm-hmm. a mix of the old and the new. I'm a little bit country and a little mm-hmm. bit rock and roll. So with flutes being easy to carry, it would seem like, you know, I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but maybe in the next one, we can get a flute kill in there. Well, here's what you got to do with a flute. You got to take out the reed and then you sharpen the lip. Uh, the, it's called mm-hmm. a lip bridge. And uh, you sharpen that down to a fine point and then you flick it right under the ear. You cut that carotoid artery and you can still play. Fl- while it's still impaled. Oh. 
So you could still be jamming with Jethro later that not night. An, it's not an impaling. That's where you get it. You the flick them. Right. You cut the carotid artery. They bleed, and you can it, play. As, as, right. as they're dying. Now, I wouldn't do it because that's not it, – yeah, it's not my really my, my style. But the trick to playing a flute is you have to put one foot mm. up on something. That's how – you know. You can't stand there. You look like an ass. But if you put if you put a if you put like your foot on a tree stump and you lean forward a little bit, there's an action flautist sort of sense that you can uh, that you can achieve. I, Ian Anderson, you know, it's like you gotta steal right. from the, steal from the best. Am I right? Of course, steal from the best. Speaking of, uh, there are some other horror icons. I feel like have maybe ripped you off a little bit over the years, and I'm curious horror, how horror, yeah, horror, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, Oh, okay. Uh, no, no, yeah. no, yeah. no one in the three-pack. What's your favorite horror movie? Pretty Woman. What's <laughs> <Right>. yours? <laughs> Flute, maybe? I don't know. I'm, cu- <laughs> I'm curious uh, how you feel like you might fare in a one-on-one battle with some of these other slashers. And so I thought oh, we'd do a little go. light, little here lightning round go. here. Yeah. Uh, Freddy Krueger, how are you going to do? You think you got that? Look, I like Fred. Like me, Fred's a, he's a regular, he's a ham and egger. He knows his job. He gets up, he does his job. He goes home and I, but you see him on the street. He's a, he's all right. In a fight, I would, I would, uh, I would give myself the advantage. The trick is to get mm-hmm. them off their game. I have a psychological mm-hmm. rope-a-dope uh, where I'd be like, uh, I, if I were, if I were grappling, if we were grappling and I, I would, I would like to grapple first. Uh, and uh, and you get in there, and then you, you maybe throw something down with Freddie, like so. Father's Day's coming up. You must be pretty excited. You know, you got to throw something at him because uh, you know a thousand cards and the thousands uh, and the thousand stamps. Uh, and then I I would think that that would uh, that would throw That's him true. off his game. You know, there there are jokes that you can do to throw him off his. Uh, his You're also pretty uh, elusive. Nice nice sweater. <laughs> nice sweater. You're elusive. You can find a shrubbery to hide behind and just kind of peer out and kind of. Fuck with him that way too. Sure. And you go mm-hmm. like, I'll see mm-hmm. you when you sleep. Bad news, buddy. I sleep like a baby. Sleep uh, like a baby. Now, how about Jason Voorhees? <sighs> that guy. Uh, here's the deal. Here's I've, heard my he's, only... I've heard Voorhees is kind of a dick. I don't want to tell tales out of school. Yeah. But that's... I love hockey. I'm going to throw a name at you. Sure. Mm. Gump Worsley. Yeah. Of course we know Gump. He was Gump on the Worsley, show. Last goaltender in the NHL to not wear a mask. And God love him. Gump Worsley should have been wearing a mask mm. and isn't. And then you get Voorhees doesn't need to wear it and does. Me? I'm wearing Shatner. There's no protection there. And Shatner's, I didn't take Shatner's face. He still has it. And by the way, I'm not, people say, you must be a Star Trek fan. No. Kingdom mm. of the Spiders, my friend. That's Kingdom interesting because most people would assume that you yeah. chose the mask because of Trek, but that actually tracks way more. Nah, it wasn't Trek mask. It's a, it's a Kirk mask, but it's kingdom of the spiders. It's the far superior film. And come on, Danny Crane, Danny Crane. Is that the uh, Esperanto one? No, Danny Crane was who he played on Boston legal. No, but what was the movie that was all in Esperanto? Uh, the, vis- the, vi- the, uh, the stranger, the, the visitor, something. the uh, ballsy Trishan, right? Uh, uh, Danny, you know, because I'm friends with all these Hollywood jerks. Danny said one day he's sitting at a deli in uh, in California, uh, Arts Deli, Studio City. Never been there here. It's great. Uh, you know, they have select. You go into these. They go into these uh, these Hollywood delis. And again, Danny told me this that they have these 
names for sandwiches. Like that's when you really made it. People think when you get your star on the Hollywood Boulevard, mm -hmm. you really made it. But it's mm -hmm. actually you get a sandwich at uh, Nate and Al's. That's mm -hmm. the deli. Nate and Al's. Uh, and Danny said, like, the, the Jay Leno sandwich is ham on white bread delivered in a very <laughs> old car. And then there's the Milton Burrow, which is a giant cock that's not funny. Uh, so Danny, uh, Danny's at Nate Nell's one day, and he's with his buddy, and his buddy goes, turn to your left very slowly. Don't react. So Danny turns, and there's William Shatner talking to somebody. And he's wearing Birkenstock mm. open-toed loafers. And this Danny described Shatner's toenails as, quote, <laughs> Jurassic, which I just thought was – I don't even know what he meant. I assume they look like Doritos or something, but it was just like – it was just it – was, it was thrilling. It was quietly thrilling. We're recording this on the day that uh, William Shatner himself went into space. God love him. He went into space. Yeah, good for – but that's – something about that. I, can I – you oh, mind please. if I go pine on that for a second? I sure. Wanna, the I floor is yours. The, I don't want to get you off the track. You know, these guys get to the point where they can do anything they want. You know, they're they're rich and they're famous. What do you want to do? Uh, sit on a plane for a long time and pee in a jar? That's not hmm. my idea of a good time. Mm -hmm. I that's would agree it. with that. <laughs> oh. That's my beef. That's my beef. So you have no designs then on maybe in a future film going to space. No, Other Voorhees, slashers have no, done Voorhees, it. Voorhees went to he space. Did. He can have it. And and Pinhead. And I yeah, believe sure. Leprechaun went to space. Leprechaun go to space? Critters came Boy, from Pinhead, space, but they went back Boy, to space. Pinhead. Yeah, they they're space is uh, the destination usually for horror icons. But but I do kind of like that you keep your feet planted sure. in Illinois, though. It's the old yeah. I'm, I'm whole, you know, look, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a steak dinner, my friend. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm pretty, uh, ordinary Joe pinhead, by the way, speaking of love mm. of the three pack that. Guy. <laughs> oh yeah. That's his preference. I think. God. Have you spent a pinhead. lot of time with pinhead? Uh, we've met, you know, we all know each other. It's a small fraternity really. Right. And, uh, you know, that guy makes, uh, uh Andy Dick look like uh, Pa Walton for God's sakes. Like, you know, how complicated does it have to get? Did you ever see, like, remember the mm -hmm. old video stores? Yes. No, obviously I've, I've had, you know, and look, I'm well aware I had my own section, you know, I'm, and I'm grateful. I don't I don't take my uh, status for granted. I'm very happy. But, uh, you know, you go into these old video stores and they'd always have the section in the back with the with the Western doors, mm -hmm. you know, and that was the, the adult section in the back. And you can hear you walk through those doors and they mm -hmm. go, shame, 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 shame. So you see, but you ever see a guy walking out with like mm -hmm. seven, eight, nine boxes? Of, it's like, how much do you need? 20 minutes and the next thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know. <laughs> that's that's a, a very colorful and, uh, you know, evocative way of putting that, I suppose. Ken folks said, Jed, move away from there. Sure. <laughs> Now this Buddy is Epstein, a also mm -hmm. Barnaby Jones show business trivia for you right there. Did you watch Barnaby Jones when you were a kid? That's the kind of cop I want—a ninety-year-old <laughs> guy that can't run. That's who. That's who I want chasing me. Now uh, this is a Stephen King podcast, and mm -hmm, Stevie. Uh, there's a there's a, a question we ask all of our guests, and that is, what is your Stephen King origin story? Which is to say. When did Stephen King first come onto your radar as 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 uh, a writer or a 
you know, a, a voice in film? Like, what put him on your radar? Gosh and cheese, I can't remember a time when I didn't know him, you know? I guess Carrie was when he first came around, and but Salem's Lot was the one that I remember because I liked vampires as a kid. But I'll tell you the the book, uh, the you know, when you ever you read it, it's you know, it's like you know, mandatory reading when you're a kid or reading his books. And uh, but the the one that really rang my bell, and it's a, it's a small thing. It's the small it's the smallest little thing, but it really resonated with me in the in the book Christine. He describes mm-hmm. the pools of oil mm. on a cheap pizza. And boy, oh boy, I was just like, this right. guy knows what he's doing. This guy knows <laughs> what he's talking about. You know, he's you know, he's just like, he's in my gosh darn head. And and I like that he never, you know, he never you, you the guy's gotta have more money than mm-hmm. than uh, King Farouk. And and still he thought like uh, braces, <laughs> nah. Yeah. You look at like Cher. Cher's had so much work done. She has enough spare parts. I'm sure that somewhere there's a spare right. share walking around. But uh, you know, I like Stevie. He just kind of stays. Uh, he's true to. I like me. Uh, you know, I'm not comparing myself to to the guy because he owns uh, you know more than a shirt, so he's got me. But uh, he's a regular Joe, a ham and egger, and uh, he didn't doesn't seem right. to let it go to his head. I, I admire. I admire the guy. Have you kept up with Reading King over the years? I I can't keep up with him because it's just too much. There's too much output. You know, when I get, you know, I get, I don't know if you, I get distracted easily when I'm not working. When I'm working, I'm very focused. When I'm, you know, when I, when I'm, when I'm on the job, as I like to say, uh, I'm very, I'm single minded. I'm very focused. But when I'm not working, I'm like a, you know, I'm like a goddamn hummingbird on a four day coat right. binge. I'm, I'm all over the place. I can't really, <laughs> especially you get those like under the dome or right. those big gosh darn. I also like a good Harlequin <laughs> romance. I am a romantic. Yeah. I am a romantic at heart. You know, I can definitely see myself on a horse, shirtless, long hair. Uh, riding up to a misty castle and, right. you know, killing whoever's right, right. inside. Um, we had uh, <laughs> Damien Eccles on the show once and uh, and, he, and he was talking about oh, you know, his love of King and how it kind of helped him get through, uh, you know, the very horrible experience he had being on death row and, and all that. Oh, God, yeah. True, true, right. true horror. Yeah, I always say, you know, the cops always say, well, if you've done nothing wrong, you got nothing to worry about. Like, yep, tell that to nothing. Damian Eccles, you mother. I, I'm glad. I'm glad you're you're uh, you're definitely on the West Memphis three side. That that's that's great to great to hear. But I'm not. Heart- that's true. As it's becoming very evident that that you got a big old beating heart beneath that uh, mechanics jumpsuit. Uh, I do. But you- I do. Underneath this latex mask right. meets the heart and, of a romantic. Uh, I, my so friend. I'm curious because you've spent a fair amount of time behind bars um, institutionalized. Do they have Stephen King available for, for you in, in the institution or no, no, no King, no Is King that... at all. And uh, I, we call it uh, people on the inside. We call slipper it school. slipper school. Mm-hmm. That's what we call it. Uh, slipper school. And uh, I run the ward cookie knows it. Uh, and uh, no, no, uh, no, no King at all. Uh, nothing, mm. that, nothing that would trigger you. That's mm. what they say. They don't want. To, they don't want you triggered. A lot of Hogan's mm. heroes. Is that where you found your love for the Harlequin romance as well? Oh, World War Two. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the kind of stuff. They oh, have. yeah. World War Two, by the way, was hilarious. You know, talk about guts. Like, what's your idea for a sitcom? Well, 
Have you ever thought about a Nazi concentration camp in World War II? Wait for it. It gets funnier. <laughs> I often think about that. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've noticed that your pop cultural touchstones are a little older. Tokens here as Jethro Tull. Have you kept up with modern filmmaking beyond beyond your own? Oh, like, sure. You- I, yeah, I like to stay. I like to stay current. Uh, I like to stay. Uh, I saw. Have you seen? Uh, I just watched it the other night. Uh, Many Saints of Newark. Yes, the Sopranos movie. It was, yes, it was, it was. Well, I thought it was somebody. What is this? And I said, yeah. Sopranos Muppet Babies. That's what I thought it was. Especially Silvio in that one. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought that was enjoyable. I don't. I'm not a superhero fan. I those movies leave me cold. Well, now you want to be careful because Martin Scorsese has gotten himself into some hot water recently by. Oh sure, saying well, Marty, things that some people felt were denigrating superhero movies. Well, you might have not. You might have known. I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I'm I've, I'm not afeard of ruffling feathers, my friend. But I'll tell you, yeah, no, and I and I stay and I stay abreast of uh, of of uh, some some uh, current uh, some current music uh, that uh, I don't know if you heard of Olivia Rodrigo, but her album left me in a goddamn puddle. Right. That, that poor girl, seventeen years old, and a dude broke up with her. Forget it. Cancel the world. We're done. That's it. <laughs> How about modern horror filmmaking? I can you... I imagine Olivia Rodrigo bumping into some blind chick mm. in a wheelchair. You think you have it, Dad? Right. A guy broke up with me. Always a heartbreaking development. Yeah, in, she uh, should have another. I, I, I hope her second <laughs> album is lighting up, honey. Now, have you kept up with modern horror filmmaking? Like, did you see the new It with uh, Pennywise? I did. I don't know. You know, again, it's a King movie. I enjoyed it. I, I uh, uh, you know, but my attitude towards it is, you know, I, I like all of them. You know, it's like people, I'm an easy fit in, in that kind of stuff. Because one, I know it's, it's a tricky world. It's, it's hard to do. And unless it's egregiously awful, uh, you know, horror movies, they're entertainment and they should be treated as such. Uh, you know, if it achieves a level of great art, good for you. But that's not the, you know, Leprechaun, Leprechaun 3, it wasn't as good as Leprechaun 2. Quit yanking my kielbasa. It's a, it's a Leprechaun movie. Get over yourself. Remember, as a couple of years ago, uh, when, when they remade The Wolfman with Benicio Del Toro? Yes. Yeah, I was a guy I knew bitching about that. Well, it didn't have that. And I'm like, hey, Dingus, what what did a movie called The Wolfman <laughs> need that that movie didn't have? It was a guy, he became a wolf, he killed some people, end of story. Mm-hmm. Jesus Johnson. You'd send back a Big Mac, you know, it's just like it is what it is. <laughs> Lighten up, it's a movie. You're going to be okay. People are going yeah. blind. You know, people have real problems. Speaking of which, were you okay? People kill, their, people kill their sister. They have real problems. Were you okay having not been invited in on Halloween 3? At the time, I was involved with a young lady who worked in the uh, institution with, in which I was staying. And let us just say that I had my own season of The Witch at that time. And uh, by the time uh, I could have seen the movie, I had no yeah. interest. So they just went off and made that one without you then? Because you were oh, preoccupied. Boy, was, I sometimes <laughs> you're in a relationship. Everybody has X amount of apologies they have to make over the course of their life, and sometimes you're in one of those relationships where you make them all in a three month period. And you wake up. I'm sorry. I'm awake. I am, I'm sorry. Getting out mm-hmm. of bed now. I'm sorry. 
I'm surprised to hear that you're such a romantic with Harlequin novels and uh, romancing nurses in your institution. It seems like maybe you have a thing for Laurie Strode is what I'm getting to. And so what I'm curious about is, could you describe your your ideal day with Laurie Strode? It can be a date if you want. We can go that route. It's it's entirely up to you. Make it your own. I wrestled with this. I I'm the moon that orbits her Earth, you know. Mm-hmm. Without without her, I'm not complete without her. But right. I also fear, like a magnet. Mm. By the way, magnets not a miracle. It's a negatively charged right. ion and a positively charged ion, and they come into contact, and there's an attraction. Flipping juggalos singing about it being a miracle. It's not. It's like chocolate milk. It's a miracle. No, it isn't. It's very actually very simple. I do love juggalos though. Mm, I've only seen. gone to the gathering of the juggalos. I'm sorry. It sounds like you're being pretty evasive here about this Lord. No, I'll get to Lord. I will get to Lord. I will get to Lord. Okay. Okay. Uh, Uh, We uh, have not been to the Gathering of the Juggalos. It's two of my favorite things. Clowns (laughs) and the Deep Woods. What a combo. Um, (laughs) With Lori, it's one of those things where as the closer I get, then it's attraction repelling, attraction repelling. Were we to achieve the union that I Mm. fantasize, we would both disappear. Right and become a third entity. So uh, my day would, with Lori would be quite simple. It mm. always starts with French toast, hot cup of coffee, and then something about me you might not know, something about me that I don't really brag about, but something that I think that Lori mm. would really zero on in. A day of antiquing, not ashamed to say. Uh, a day of antiquing, uh, you get uh, some old uh, silverware from a family, and then you know if the yeah. opportunity provides a blood-soaked spree. But I, I leave that one. If it happens, it happens. If, you know, it's like right. driving by a pumpkin right. patch. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. I don't know. That's true. There must have been right. a little bit of a an extra sense of danger back when everybody thought she and you were brother and sister. And then kind of Maury Povich style revealed uh, more recently that that wasn't the case. Mm, yes. Again, they keep changing my goddamn story on me. Mm. I don't know who I am when I wake up in the morning half the time. You know, you have these feelings sometimes you're a kid, you have these feelings for like a cousin or uh, your teacher, you know what's wrong. Maybe wanting is better than having. Mm. Uh, You know, you look at somebody like Woody Allen, uh, maybe not hearing no for 40 years isn't a great idea. Sometimes it's fun to think about eating a sheet cake, but if you eat the whole thing, you don't feel so good. That's my theory on it. I don't know. I could be wrong. So... This might be too personal a question, but there's been a lot of speculation Boxers over the years. or briefs. Actually, oh, I have yeah. a hilarious answer when people do ask me that, so go ahead and ask. Okay, go, go ahead, ahead and ask me, and I'll give Boxers you my hilarious. Briefs. Depends. <laughs> it works. That It's classic. <laughs> that every time. Every yeah. time. Well, there's been a lot of speculation over the years as to the reasoning behind your insatiable thirst for blood but no one's asking you see see to you it's everyone wants to speculate no one wants to ask it's not insatiable i'm just waiting for it seems insatiable exactly to the viewer but i know what's going on it's just like potato chips Mm. you know you don't set out to eat the bag it's just at one point you look down and they're gone and you think jesus Mm. christ did i eat an entire bag of potato I have a problem. You never set out to eat them all, you know, and it's it's the same thing. By the way, what the hell is the deal with Pringles? Like, 
I just imagine whoever invented Pringles, like would would I just he had to have been German because I can only imagine like opens a bag of potatoes. I cannot stand the disorder. It's a chaos. <laughs> these potato, these chips must be stacked. Got to have tiny long fingers, right? <laughs> have you ever gone to a uh, like an adult novelty store? You know, like a sex sure. toy store. Okay, two two observations. Again, I'm, I'm getting a little pinhead on you. Maybe I was with him one day, and maybe he wanted to go into the store, and maybe I decided not to wait in the car. I'm That's not fair. saying. I'm We're not, not here saying to judge. It, I'm not saying it happened, and I'm not saying it didn't happen. Sure. Maybe or maybe we don't go in. And the first thing I notice is that most of the toys don't even look like sexual organs anymore. Like they used to look like, now it's just like lime green twisty shapes and an orange ball. And it looked like replacement limbs for an all Muppet veterans hospital, for God's <laughs> sakes. But then there was a big rubber fist. And to me, I'm thinking, you can't find anybody to fist you. That is a lonely fella. <laughs> Did, uh... Pinhead pick one of those up while you were there, maybe? Maybe, maybe. He maybe. Did and maybe he didn't. I gotcha, I gotcha. Let me just say this. If he did and dropped it into the basket, a sound that would not have escaped from me <laughs> would have been this. <gasps> I'm sure if I were in that situation, I would also feel a little a little scandalized by the, the brazenness of, of Pinhead. Oh, but. he had to take a Silkwood shower at the end of that one. Not everything is beautiful in its own way, contrary to the song. <laughs> Sometimes just some things are pretty sketch. Yes, that's true. Some things you do and you think, God, God <laughs> better not even be in the room when you whip that one out. I'm, su- wait, I'm surprised. Wait for a hurricane. <laughs> wait for a hurricane when you know he's busy. Because otherwise, <laughs> you got Lucy, you got some splaining to do. The beads. You- what is with the what's with the beads? What's with those beads? You know, what who thought of that? For God's sakes. I'm gonna guess that was a German invention as well. You know, some guy woke up shot out of bed at night. Can you swear? What's the language thing? I mean, I don't want to oh, get this into R-rated. Go for it. Oh, yeah. Please. You know, please. Some, some son of a bitch shot out of bed in the middle of the night. I wish there was a necklace so big it felt great being yanked out of my asshole. And, uh, you know, right. some other people thought of the light bulb. You know, it's an invention is a, is a fickle mistress. You know, the thing is, my job is very right. stressful, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Always looking over your shoulder. I can't rest. Air traffic controller is a stressful job. Yeah. Yeah. But the, to me, the most stressful job on earth has got to be the poor fellow that ties the knot on that last bead. Boy, oh boy, that thing better be in there yeah, tight. That. <laughs> last thing you want to let her rip, Sean. Yep. I don't believe the intention is to use the beads like you're rip starting a lawnmower. I think that's that's probably recommended against. I think you got to go one at a time and methodically. That does seem to be up your alley. Pardon the expression. The instruction Uh, should read baby steps, baby steps, (laughs) bird by bird, my friend, bird by bird. (laughs) Ah, you guys were making me laugh. I didn't think I'd laugh. (laughs) We have a limited amount of time with you. And before we wrap, I'd like to go through the list of questions that that. James Lipton used to ask uh, 
his oh, his sure. interview subjects on Inside the Actors Studio. We've not done this on the show, but uh, uh, before. But can I ask you one question about James? Sure, Lincoln? sure. Did he dye his own beard, or did someone do it for him? Because I think he had to have done it himself. Because oh, I can't imagine anyone else doing right. that and going, "It looks great." Like, no, it doesn't. I think once you've won a Cable Ace Award, they'll come to your house and dye your yeah. beard for you. Like Nicholas Cage, Nicholas Cage and John Travolta too. You both see them in those beards. Like for God's sakes, thirteen-year-olds <laughs> right. have more gray in their beard. Each gracefully, damn. Seventy-eight. <laughs> for God's sakes, your face has more wrinkles than my sack. You're not fooling anybody. <laughs> Fooled him again. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. So the first question on this list. I should kill them. Sorry, go ahead. Thinking <laughs> yeah, out loud. No, you're right. You're right. Just thinking out loud. What is your favorite word? Ubiquitous. Next question. What is your least favorite word? Flange. Good choice. What turns you on? Honesty. <laughs> <laughs> and what turns... Yeah, I know. I got you. You thought it was going to be something deviant. But underneath this mask, I, I'm telling you, hmm. underneath this mask, I'm just a Joe. I'm a regular Joe. Understood. What turns you off? Fake boobs. Big ones. You stab them and it's just, it's, you know, it, there's just a, it's like you're releasing torque. It's it's not satisfying. It seems as though that would create a bigger mess than than even usual with the amount of yeah, it really does. And, and and yeah, gravity defying boobs are mm. a little. I have a hard time with them. Fair enough. Again, I'm a I'm a regular. I'm a you know uh, a simple man with simple tastes. I'm a simple man with simple tastes. Who you know, I was a child of the '80s, but uh, a lot of my wood based mm-hmm. reading. We're, we're held over from the 70s, so that natural look had kind of etched onto my hard drive. Mm, I know? got you. I got you. Girls with giant bushes that looked like, <laughs> looked like Sly Stone was tying their shoes. Just these giant. Uh, nowadays, everybody looks like, a, you know, it's a <laughs> world's sexiest toddler. <laughs> what sound or noise do you love? Oh, Thumper TK Wiggles coming nice. down the steps. That's my that's my dachshund. Thumper TK Wiggles. What's the TK? Devlin, a tiny kid. Oh, okay. She's my tiny kid. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things. She's the real demon in the family. She's in charge. She's in charge of the house. I'm I'm surprised to learn you even have a house. It seems like you're always on the move. <laughs> it's an expression. It could be the basement of a burned out house. I didn't say it wasn't. <laughs> she doesn't know. She's a goddamn dog. And what sound or noise mm. do you hate? The phone. It's never yeah. good. It's never good. It's never you still good. got a landline or have you moved over to cell phones? Still have a oh no, I, I, I can't have a cell phone because of the right. towers. I gotta you know They'll I, find gotta, you. I gotta move yeah. fast, stay off the grid, and uh I do No, that's a good line. point. What is your favorite curse word? You're gonna laugh at me, but uh Dag Nabbit. I think it plays against type. Yeah, I always thought Manson should have like cut his hair, shaved mm. his beard, wore a nice suit. I thought that would have been more effective. Did you ever have a chance to uh, meet Manson for any reason? Never, never met him. I correspond with him in prison. Oh, that was attempted. He tried to reach out, but I want nothing. I want. I want nothing to do with that. I do know also fun fact about him. He's only five four, so he's just a little tiny thing by candy standards. He's fun size, <laughs> a little pocket size. 
mass murderer. He's a little pocket-sized demon. He's the Tasmanian devil. Mm. If you look at his arrest photo, wore the hell out of buckskin, though. And uh, this is the final question. Uh, what profession, other than your own, would you like to attempt? I would love to be a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. I think I could do. Like, I think I could do. Uh, uh, sometimes you think like, oh, I can do that. Like you see one on TV, like, I can do that. Mm. Uh, and then maybe you see somebody else and you think, oh God, that guy's too good. Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't do that. Have you ever? You guys ever seen Dana Gould? Uh, yeah, we're familiar with him. Uh, he. Big on not, character. Not funny. He was on Parks. Oh, I thought he was funny. He was on Parks and Rec, Seinfeld, mm-hmm. The Simpsons. Did an episode right. of Creep Show, right? That guy, right? That guy, not that funny, but handsome, handsome. That's where I said, like, I don't think I could be that good. I don't think I could do that because the guy's too goddamn good looking. Had a jawline. You could cut wood on that jawline of that guy. Just now, don't get me wrong. I'm as normal as the day is long, but just, just wait a, a minute. Thrilling wait a, looking man. Wait a minute. This isn't Michael Myers at all, is it? Why do you say that? What? <clears throat> Hello? This is, is this, is this in fact Dana Gould of The Simpsons, Parks and Rec, Seinfeld, Creepshow, and the feature film Mystery Men? Yes. Dana, what I'm did really, we talk about? What did we? I'm really sorry. We talked about not doing this anymore, didn't we? I just wanted to get on your show. Well, we do appreciate you being here. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the KingCast stage, Mr. Dana Gould. Dana, how are you doing today? Thank you. Thank that was you. wonderful. Well, how are you? I'm oh, well, how are you? Good. We were just talking to Michael Myers. Uh, <laughs> how was he? Uh, uh, hilarious. I have to confess one thing. Sure. The rubber fist joke <laughs> uh, I, I stole from Bobcat Goldthwait. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he says it on stage, but uh, we were talking once, and he said, "So <laughs> I don't want people to think I stole material." <laughs> that, that's, that's Bobcat Cole. I'm sure he would approve, given the context. He would. Better to be honest. Thank you very much, May, Bob. We, and I have a well, film coming out on oh, October that's right. 29th. On October 29th, called Joyride. Uh, you can stream it on October 29th. It's Bob and I on tour. It's a sort of a docu-comedy. We're on tour performing and also behind the scenes traveling and talking about our lives and uh, documentary material about our childhoods and we're very similar childhoods. And fun fact, one of my best friends right now in the world, uh, we used to hate each other. So that's a fun story that we talk about. Toy ride. No one's murdered except your funny bone. I gotta ask, like, since you're so close with Bobcat, one of his favorite. You're talking. I was talking to him in 90 minutes. First of all, like his his filmography over the past decade or so, I I loved everything he's done. Like he's got a really uh, interesting post stand up career. You know, uh, thank you. I'll I'll tell him you said that. And what is amazing about Bob as a Mm -hmm. director and a writer is that he doesn't stay in any one genre. He moves around, uh, which is he'll do uh, a found footage horror movie like Willow Creek, and then he'll do a very high-minded emotional drama like Mm -hmm. World's Greatest Dad, and then he'll make a black comedy like uh, God Bless America. I mean, he'll he'll go anywhere and and do whatever, whatever has his attention at the moment. I'm curious in the wake of World's Greatest Dad if... Bobcat noticed any similarities <laughs> to oh, Dear yes. Evan Hansen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, not only that, in the uh, yes, he certainly did, he certainly has. 
In fact, uh, in the uh, the in the high school, the the team is called the Bobcats. Yeah, and he was like, "Holy just, shit, really?" Like, well, and what's like, crazy is is that he could have played the lead if he wanted to. <laughs> he's only a little bit younger than the guy that did play. You were telling us beforehand that you have a good Stephen King uh, story to tell, and we wanted to wait. To, to hear it on air. Okay, um, it's very okay. So I uh, I, I don't want to I, I don't want to name the person who told it to me because uh, okay. they didn't give me permission to tell it. But a very a famous behind the scenes guy uh, that if I said his name, everybody would know it. Um, and and uh, they're a buddy of mine, and they were working on a project with Stephen King, and they go to Maine, or, or they're going to, so they're meeting with him, and they go to Maine, and they meet him, and they meet him at some diner that he loves, and he's got like he drives a <laughs> cool old car not like you know jay leno in a fucking 1900 stanley steamer but he's got you know it's just like an 80s skylark or some crazy car and it's got a bumper sticker like right. you know my son sells drugs to your honor student you know he's got some goofy goofy dad dad joke bumper sticker all of that um, tracks yeah all of that tracks which is why i love him so they go they have me and then they go hey let's go see the descent which had just come out <laughs> yeah uh, and so they go to see the descent and the last shot comes when the hand comes out of the grave and my friend says and i am thinking oh fuck mm-hmm. he's gonna be pissed off because they stole that from carrie and he's gonna be angry that they ripped him off and it's gonna and then he did you see the end when the hand came up it was like carrie it was so terrific <laughs> these guys did such a great job and and that's just and and i've told that story to people that you know you can two people can see right. the same thing and you can look at it two different ways like it can be great or it can be shit sometimes that's a choice so, sometimes that's just a decision that you make am i going to be in a good mood or a shit mood that does track with everything else we've ever we both met him and found him to be a very down-to-earth dude and mm-hmm. um he doesn't seem precious like about that. shit like that you know, no. I, I would have been surprised if he got mad about it. You know, he's yeah, because he does because he just, you know, as as um, I heard Michael saying on your podcast earlier, you know, it's a he he was the one that said I write the literary equivalent of a Big Mac. You know, it's like and I give him a lot more. I think he's being self deprecating, but he doesn't have airs about himself. He's like, yeah, yeah, you go, you go to work, get done. You a big king reader? Yeah, I am. I am. And, you know, oh, I'm. You- I'm I'm also from, you know, I'm from the middle of Massachusetts, so mm-hmm. I really know that kind of world. your territory. Yeah, I know, the, right. I know the world really well, and uh, you know, Christine especially. Like, I remember him the, the, the talk about like a <laughs> crappy pizza. I'm like, yeah, garden pizza. Yep. That's, it was like it was like I was at that table. I spent my high school at that table. I'm a big fan. I'm not an, you know, like I, I, although I will say my favorite King book by far is uh, 112263. I would love to travel back to a recognizable time. And the detail of the things that like he would have to change his haircut. He would have to dress a specific way. He couldn't sing songs that haven't been recorded yet. Like he really thought through and it was, uh, that was one of those books that I couldn't wait to get home so I could start reading 
I tore through that book. But well, yeah, we'll have to have you back on the the show to do yeah, you know, no, uh, a full legit great. episode. Uh, why I would be honored. I why don't you honored. Why don't you come back and do Bag of Bones? In fact, because <laughs> yeah. we haven't done you anything have to do on it that. As Chucky? And... Can I do it, or do I have to do it as Jason Voorhees? <laughs> no, you can. No, no. Now you could. You could. Yeah, now, Doctor Zayas on Bag of Bones. <laughs> yeah, we'll 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 reach out. We have not done an episode on yeah. that one, so you'd be on virgin okay. territory. Okay. And uh, okay. there is an adaption that I I've never seen it actually with Pierce Brosnan. So yes, there is. I haven't seen it either. Well, perfect. <laughs> um, can we throw one other plug out? In yeah, please, to Joyride? please. And I only I only thought of it because I just happened to mention uh-huh. it. Uh, the, I have a show on YouTube called Hanging with Doctor <laughs> Z, that is basically Doctor Zayas's talk show from the seventies. You can watch it right now and enjoy it. Uh, we just shot season two. And uh, it's just a fun side project that me and my friends do. It's a lot like Fernwood tonight or between two ferns uh, hanging with Dr. C uh, uh, on YouTube. I think anybody listening to this podcast would get it and like it. Right on. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll reach out and um, see if we can set that up sometime soonish. Yes. (laughs) And, And thank you so much for taking the time to do this very, very silly thing with us. <laughs> yeah, I know it was, but your your friends are coops, so your friends are mine. How's that? Thanks so much for being here. Okay. Bye. <laughs>